The reaping has found that Smoky Brown from District 2 shall be represented in the Stone Pillar Challenge. Ah, uh, what? Man, come on. I, what is this? I don't, I don't even know what it is. The Stone Pillar Challenge will have you, Smoky Brown, days on end climbing a giant stone pillar behind a buff man with so much oil all over the place. Like, God, it's just a lot of oil glistening all over your sweaty bodies as you climb this tower to prove oh, your Oh, 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 I volunteer's tribute. Man, man uh, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> no dignity. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to No Dignity, a JoJo Shoujo. I am Alejandro Vargas. And I am Chris Ng, here to remind you that the Colosseum battle happened in Switzerland, not Italy. Yes. I, I, I didn't... This is revolutionary to me. Yeah, I just read this, like, yesterday, where someone pointed out, yeah, the, that battle happened in Switzerland um, because, you know, the Romans uh, expanded quite far out of Rome... And Italy or Switzerland is just over the border of Italy, so there are actually Roman ruins in Switzerland, and that is what it's based off of. I didn't know how to get a history lesson today. You hear that, viewers? Listeners, I'll get used to See, it. See, there, there you go. So, bonus history lesson for you only here on No Dignity. You only learn history on the No Dignity podcast. So, for today, we have a recommendation from Shadow of Song who says, Hey there, Chris and Alex. I was listening to your podcast and listened to the villain showdown and Hamon versus Stan's episode, and I was like, huh, what if all the characters fought each other? Then I came up with the idea for a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Hunger Games. Using this site, they linked it to us, put in some JoJo characters into the districts and see what happens. I think it'd be fun for the two of you to narrate your own session and then compare them. I'm also adding a list of characters for you guys to use. See, you don't have to use them, though, but ever since they so graciously... Um, you know, gifted them to us. Oh, sorry, from Tiger. Thank you, Tiger. Um, since they so graciously gifted them to us, I will be using these, with the exception of the final one, which they let us choose. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Firstly, we we need to clarify what we know about the Hunger Games so that, um, you know, the hardcore Hunger Game fans don't kill us. I'm going to die either way. I've never read a Hunger Games book, and I saw 10 minutes of the movie. Okay, well, there you go. Um, I actually read all three books, um, and I saw the first movie. I intentionally did not watch further movies because I think the first book is the only good one, and I think the second book is half good, and I think the third book is garbage. Fight me for it. It's got the Mega Man X thing going on, where every sequel just gets worse and worse. There you go. That's good to know. That's good to know. So we have someone who has <laughs> a good knowledge of the series, having read all three books, and someone who has seen 10 minutes of the film adaptation. Yeah, and I also didn't follow the instructions of the email, so we've really kind of botched this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tiger. You follow the instructions, but you don't know anything about the Hunger Games. I know everything about the Hunger Games, but I didn't follow the instructions. <laughs> it's all right it'll be fine this is we'll gonna be fine this is gonna be fine we got this we got this it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i already did i already did the whole i did the whole thing so in district one we have jonathan and will zapelli in district two we have joseph and caesar in district three we have jotaro and kakio so firstly i want to I, district... I gotta tell you that that's those are actually very appropriate for the hunger games districts because the first three districts are the richest and therefore um kind of the most powerful 
in terms of uh, the Hunger Games like lore, and so it kind of makes sense that like mm-hmm. those three very wealthy JoJo's would be in districts one, two, and three. <laughs> you see, it, there's more layers to it than I ever could have comprehended. In District Four, we have Josuke Part Four and Okuyasu. In District Five, we have Giorno and Bruno. In District Six, we have Jolene and Hermes. In District Seven, we have Johnny and Gyro. In District Eight, we have Josuke and Yusaho. In District Nine, we have Dio, whichever one I chose. Part Three, Dio and Cars. In District Ten, we have Kira and Pucci. In District Eleven, we have Dapio and Diavolo. In District Twelve, we have Funny Valentine. And whoever else, I don't know who to put, but I put Sandman. <coughs> Interesting. Yes. I thought he was a pretty comparable villain. Uh, would you like to go through yours, or would you, or should I go through mine? Um, okay, so here here's the problem. So I was, like, like I said, I didn't read the directions. I didn't realize there was a website I was supposed to use. Um, and so what I was trying to do is I was trying to make a little more, like, one-to-one comparison <clears throat> for how the... the um hunger games works um and how like the whole battle would play out and it's not entirely finished but i think i have enough to kind of go off the top of my head um but right basically i only did the first seven districts because i was trying to keep the um like the one i i I had a different function for the villains um and so i um have district one is actually jonathan and speedwagon um, now, what's really kind of an important aspect of the Hunger Games story is that each team usually has a mentor um, from their district who has survived a previous Hunger Game. Um, and so like they, they're supposed to coach them and teach them about their experience and all that. So uh, district, I gave everybody a mentor. So uh, District 1's mentor would obviously be Will Zeppeli. Uh, District 2 was Joseph and Caesar, with their mentor being Lisa Lisa. District 3, um, I know I, I I made myself a rule. I couldn't repeat characters. So even though <clears throat> the Part 3 mentor character is obviously old Joseph, um, I was not going to do that because young Joseph was already in the games. So District 3 would be Jotaro and Kakuin, um, and their mentor would have been Avdol. Uh, District 4. Yeah. Yeah, I think Avdol makes the most sense for the mentor role, given I think he has the longest use of stands. Uh, yeah, um, and he also has the most, like, stand abilities. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> District 4, I said uh, Josuke and Koichi, but I also did a subversion, which was Josuke and Okuyasu, because I think that the games play very differently, depending on who Josuke's partner is. Um, <laughs> and their mentor would be Rohan. Um because I think he's the grumpiest and oldest, and I can see he definitely would have easily won whatever Hunger Game he was in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for District 5, I had Giorno and Mista, and their mentor was Bucciarati. Uh, oh. For District 6, Jolene and Hermes, and this is going to catch you off guard, their mentor, Emporio. Emporio? Yeah. Because when I think about I can... part six, Emporio yes. kind of serves as the mentor role, despite being the youngest character, right? He knows everything about the prison. He's been there the longest. His stand has the ability to pull out a computer and do all the research, right? He's not that useful in combat. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think <laughs> I think his uh, 
him being the mentor makes the most sense. Um, and then for District 7, I have Johnny and Gyro with their mentor being Hot Pants. I can see it. I can see it. Um, I didn't do 8 because I still haven't read eight, Part 8. Um, and then another important concept of the uh, Hunger Games is that I mean, it's so the whole thing is a political story, right? It's like a corrupt government does yeah. this, this spectacle in order to, um, you know, keep the masses entertained while they systematically ruin everybody's lives. And of course, there's like a background political story because Katniss, who is the protagonist of uh, the Hunger Games, manages to upend um, the status quo by being herself because, you know, that's how uh, young adult novels work. Um <laughs> and I say that with love. I, I, I love young adult novels, but usually, I, usually it's like I grew up on YA. Yeah, the, usually the theme is like, "Be yourself, and the world will change around you." Um, so you need influential, powerful people, and especially you need influential audience members, because um, during the Hunger Games, rich people can send uh, a particular person gifts, like they literally come down from above. Mm -hmm. um, if they want, you know, a particular person to win. So you need those people to sit there, watch the games and send in gifts. And so those influential audience members would be Dio, Kira, Diavolo, Steven Steele, and President Valentine, who obviously takes the place as the actual president from the Hunger Games. So he is going to be very much present um, in this whole thing. And then uh, I've got more structure, but I'm going to hold off on it for now. All right. Wow, yours is very different from mine. Yeah, well, I mean, you ran the simulator, so I'll I'll be curious to see how it actually worked out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess since I had uh, run it using the simulator uh, provided by Tiger, uh, I guess I'll go through mine first, and we'll see how it differs. So what what does the simulator do? Because I didn't even actually like I I clicked on it, and then I saw um like it was gonna be a lot of work, and I went I don't have time, so. <laughs> Yeah, so just walk us through how the simulator works. All right, so the simulator works. Uh, it gives you all 12 districts. You enter in names and image, and it basically does everything uh, for you past that point. The sponsors are unknown, um, and you can basically, I don't know, you can change the image when someone dies. I think that's the, the extent of it. Okay. The extent of control you have over okay, it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so, you know, placing everybody into teams. I already explained my team, so I think I'll just start from the start. The horn sounds, and immediately it's a frenzy. Josuke 8 runs away, as he is famous for. Drevro stays to collect resources with zero care for his own safety because, you know, Star Platinum. Valentine quickly steals a mace held by Okiyasu with his perplexing strategy of just tapping Okiyasu's shoulder and going to the other side. It is surprisingly easy to steal from Okiyasu. <laughs> Johnny snatches a pair of Sai, which would be very useful if he were to, you know, be at eye level with anybody there. So question, um... Did you limit their abilities at all? Or is everyone at full power? Um, I'm just doing as the simulator says. You can't exactly add stands or anything like that. Oh, seriously? Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. So I'm just kind of narrating it in a way where it's like, that's where I'd see them using their stands I see. in certain cases. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so Johnny snatches a pair of Psy. Doesn't really work out well for him. He's not eye level with anybody else there because I'm assuming that he's just kind of crawling across the floor. Uh, Sandman, using his rugged survival skills, snatches a backpack of camping equipment. With little dignity and all strategy, Zapelli picks his fights and runs away. Jolene takes the hint and runs away too, unlike her father. Joseph, when given the option to stay or go, really 
ponders his decision as he enacts the secret Joestar technique. <laughs> Josuke 4 is Joseph's, is Joseph's son, after all, and it seems like the technique is in the genes. Kakyoin, being ever too strategic, finds a backpack full of camping equipment. Poochie pulls a maid in heaven and gets out of there fast and quick. Jonathan, having been Joseph's grandfather, started the whole uh, Joestar's secret technique, and he enacts it for the very first time. Diavolo, never one to ignore theatrics, and enacting his place as king, grabs a sword. Yusaho and Hermes fight for a bag, and being best girl, Hermes obviously wins, and Yusaho must retreat for her life. Giorno grabs a shield, even though I can't really see any use for him having one. Gyro steals a first aid kit, as he would, and proceeds to run his long, long legs out of there. Kira, ever so sneaky, uses Stray Cat to shoot a bubble, aka blow dart, at Doppio's neck, giving him the first kill, and he watches Doppio die slowly and painfully. I hate to think what's going on in his mind as he sees that. Caesar, probably having just seen that, decides to pull a Joseph. Cars retreats to the backpack. So much for being the ultimate life form. Dio, wanting to bide his time for hopefully 50 days, retreats. And so ends the first skirmish. Now from this point on, it would take too long to relay absolutely everything, so I'll give you all the Cliff Notes version. Sandman, being master of the natural world, traps and kills Giorno. Exit life. Enter Sandman. <laughs> Jonathan, succumbing to fate, is decapitated by Kira. He just, he just literally, he can't get a break. He can't keep his head on his shoulders. Everyone's after him. Johnny sets Okiyasu on fire with a Molotov, and Okiyasu dies at Kaicho's death. Crispy. Yusaho makes a deal with the devil, Diavolo, and Diavolo heals her wounds. Bruno fishes. Dio and Poochie get into a scramble, but Dio decides to spare Poochie. Real dysfunctional relationship there. Jotaro tends to Josuke 4's wounds, not the other way around. <clears throat> Yusaho and Joseph hold hands. Joseph cheats on his wife again. Oh no. Johnny mercilessly <laughs> Johnny mercilessly kills Zapelli because Spiral beats Hamon. Bruno unzips Josuke 8 and Joseph at the same time, getting a double kill. Jolene, using that prison knowledge, gets Sandman to kill Valentine. Yusaho, having a newfound strength, decides to kill Jolene afterwards. Diavolo convinces Caesar to snuggle. Now it seems like Caesar's having to deal with the devil as well. Jotaro, out of his element, falls from a tree he's climbing up and dies upon impact at the ground. Very anticlimactic for Jotaro. Josuke 4, not screwing around, spears Caesar in the abdomen, killing him for spending more time with his father than he ever got to. <laughs> Hermes, best girl, bashes Dio's head in with a mace, and those amazing stand stats. I am positive it is the stand stats that let her copy that mace twice and just bash Dio's head in. Diavolo, Pucci, and Sandman all team up to ambush Josuke 4, Bruno, and Johnny. But since there are at least two JoJo's on that team, Diavolo, Pucci, and Sandman all die instead. Hermes, on a rampage, kills Cars by stabbing him in the back. Rock Human versus Pillar Man, and we know who wins now. Yusaho, probably mistaking Josuke 8 and Kira for the same person, teams with Kira and Johnny to track down and murder Gyro, which is successful. Johnny somehow chases Kakyoin. <laughs> Bruno <laughs> That's my favorite Bruno one so far. That. It's just this stopping every once in a while and let him catch up a bit. Uh, he's gotta play it fair. Bruno forgets the hatchet and just kills Kakuin Oh. Bruno forgets the zippers and just kills Kakuin with a hatchet while he sleeps. 
Sleeping is not good for Kakyoin, as history would show. Yusaho, not knowing the, now knowing the difference, stabs Kira with a tree branch, killing the killer. A fire starts in the arena, and Josuke 4 stand kicks Bruno into the flames. Even with all the zippers he had, those could not help, and he dies in the fire. A stray fireball hits Johnny, unsurprisingly seeing as he isn't very mobile. Yusaho and Hermes survive the ordeal, but Yusaho, but Yusaho destroys Hermes' equipment in the scramble. Josuke 4, as a teenager would, does not know which berries are poison and which ones are not, and he dies of toxic berries. Uh, you know, Crazy Diamond can't kill himself. He cannot. In a moment of calm, the last two survivors, Yusaho and Hermes, share drinks as they debate a truce. Hermes, being sly, poisons Yusaho's drink. But Paisley Park warns Yusaho, and so before they, before they sip, she switches the drinks back. Hermes is poisoned, and Yusaho from District 8 is the winner. Wow. Extremely surprising. Extremely. Especially since her stand can't really be all that useful out in the Hunger Games. <laughs> well, actually, maybe I, a few things. I, I can imagine it being very good as a live Google Maps of just where everybody is. True. But beyond that, I guess it could probably tell her a few things if she answers like an online BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> there are, look, there's technology in the Hunger Games world. It's just usually used to kind of keep everyone penned in and monitor the situation so paisley park could probably use that same camera system on top of its natural gps abilities and you know probably set off auto turrets and all sorts of stuff to uh to kill everybody of course of course <laughs> wow well if there's yeah it's just I, I i literally just can't believe that you saw her won. I mean, you know, I thought to myself, you saw who's a bit of a soft girl. I thought that she would be uh, someone to kind of get off real early in this. But no, she has found the will to survive. Well, you know, let, let's let's put a little context here. So um, in the Hunger Games, the the and, you know, you read about your the initial skirmish. That's like the most deadly point of the whole event. Um, there's a thing in the middle called the cornucopia and it's full of weapons and food and medical supplies and all that stuff, right? And so the mm -hmm. very first thing every tribute has to decide is, are they going to go for the cornucopia and get all the good loot and risk dying because everyone else is going for the good loot? Or do you turn around and run straight away? You have nothing, um, but at least you don't die immediately, right? And so do you decide you're going to live off of your survival skills? And it's like one of the biggest things for Katniss at the beginning of, of the, the part of the Hunger Games. Because throughout the, the lead up to the Hunger Games, the tributes know each other. They meet each other. They demonstrate their skills. Um, the people from Districts 1, 2, and 3 are called careers, which means they've been literally training their entire life to be in the Hunger Games. Um, and so a lot of it's intimidation, a lot of it's betting, a lot of this, this aspect of it, right? And so... You know, it's it's also a story kind of lampooning reality TV in a lot of a lot of ways. These tributes become famous; they get all made up. You know, they get interviewed, um, only to you know literally die at the end of the ordeal. So, um, <laughs> one of the things about the cornucopia is, of course, as the game master is watching the situation, um, they make sure they put things that will tempt people into the cornucopia, right? So um, Katniss, very famously a uh, good archer. That's like her primary 
combat skill. And of course, in the cornucopia, there's a, a bow and arrow set right there. And so even though her mentor said, don't go for anything at the cornucopia, you'll die. Uh, she, she goes for that and manages to grab the bow and arrow, of course, because otherwise the story would be boring. Um, <laughs> and so when I was building the, my, my uh, rule breaking format, I had to ask myself, what's in the cornucopia? Um, and I also asked myself, what limits were I going to put on their stands? Because I felt like that was really important to understanding how this played out. So firstly, um, Jotaro does not have time stop. I think he would probably be allowed to learn it at the last second because that's what he does. Um, but he doesn't have it at the <laughs> beginning. Uh, Giorno, obviously no gold experience requiem. And then Johnny, no tusk act four. Does he get acts one through three? He does have acts one through three. I think he figured out act three during the training while they were at the Capitol. Because they all get shipped into the capital to do some extra training to make the games more interesting. Okay. Because otherwise it would just be the careers like slaughtering everybody. Um, mm -hmm. So he learned how to handle the uh, Act 3 during that training. I do think he's also still you know, fully disabled at this time. And uh, there be no horses <laughs> in the Hunger Games. So he's going to have a bad time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to ask myself, firstly, what's in the cornucopia? Well, steel balls have to be in the cornucopia <laughs> uh, because the one thing that's kind of important about the Hunger Games is you literally have nothing. You have like the clothes on your back. Um, and so our our heroes here would have none of the weapons they would normally have. So they would need to have steel balls to try to entice uh, Gyro to go in for it, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Need some guns for Johnny, Gyro, and Mista. And I'm sure Jolene and Hermes would probably enjoy a gun or two. And Joseph. Wait, is there a wheelchair in the cornucopia? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> like an electric wheelchair with like one of those robotic kind that can handle yeah. the terrain. Yeah, probably. I don't know if... The, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably there to, to tempt him for sure. Mm -hmm. um, there's obviously got to be at least one sword for Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> one, At least one hammer and a razor hat for Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the clackers... Oh, you know what? I, I got to put some more things here for Joseph. You get the clackers, mm -hmm. um, hand grenades, Tommy gun, <laughs> for sure, to try to entice mm -hmm. Joseph in there. <clears throat> and then I'm going to throw in two things that I think um, are going to really make this interesting. Uh, the stone mask and the bow and stand arrow. <laughs> Ooh, the stone mask. Yeah, I think that's there. And then I think the stand arrow is also in there. Uh -huh. So, so this is that's what's in there. That's what's staring back at them. Obviously, you know, food, medical supplies, that's there too. But these are the big, the the big ticket items that people are going to want. So then I ask myself, um, who of this team definitely needs the cornucopia? Like, who has to run in there? Um, I think Jonathan has to. I mean, his Hamon skills are naturally strong but definitely not well well practiced um and he's gonna want mm -hmm. you know at least a sword to, to bolster himself he has shown himself during his part to be very handy with swords and spears and his belt i guess <laughs> uh speedwagon doesn't even have ham on so he needs to get something from the cornucopia um yeah. mista definitely needs a gun uh sex pistols does nothing <laughs> 
really. <laughs> it's it's just very good at soccer otherwise. Yeah, it's good at soccer and or it's just eating his food. Um, he really needs something to help out. <laughs> I think Johnny wants a gun, Gyro wants a gun, and Gyro definitely wants a steel ball, although we have seen him make them. That's true. So I think... I think it's a toss-up for Gyro. I think he would watch to see who else ran in and then make that kind of split-second decision of, like, do I go for it or do I do I make a run, get out of here? Um, and then I have a second category of who wants the cornucopia but doesn't necessarily need it. Uh, I think Joseph and Caesar want stuff from it, um, but if they see too much of a rush, they would probably back off. I think Jolene and Hermes also want it, but um, I don't think i think they definitely pull back once they see all these other guys running in for it um mm -hmm. and so that's my setup that's what we got yours is much more jojo oriented than mine yeah so uh, let's let me let's just go through this together we i'll i kind of have a kind of a a plan in my head and we'll see how, how it works out here so i think at the opening jolene um gets fairly close um and realizes she has to nope out of there but she's gonna grab at least one thing with her string right because hey she's close enough and i think she's gonna grab something <laughs> that is gonna be subtly useful but not something that everybody's fighting over so i think she grabs the arrow mm. um i'd say that i mean i guess depending on who's there they know how useful that is i don't know because i think I think you're your people that definitely need it. Jonathan Speedwagon, Misa, Johnny, and Gyro. Only Misa knows how important the the arrow is, right? I thought Jorna would have known how important it was too. But I don't know if Jorna would bother going in. He can literally make life. <laughs> he he does he can just hide and wait out the rest of the team. Like, cause that is a valid strategy in the Hunger Games, which is to literally like just hide in the wilderness and survive and wait for everybody else to kill each other and or starve to death. Mm -hmm. And he can literally like transform all the nearby rocks into poison snakes. So I don't think he needs the arrow. All right. All right. I'll concede. Uh, but I think he definitely, you know, Misa needs the gun. And I think maybe <laughs> Jorno would say to himself, like we need to try to get that arrow, but also don't put a lot of attention on the arrow because then everyone else will want the arrow because we want it so badly. Mm -hmm. So at least for my sake of interest, I think Jolene ends up with the arrow and doesn't really know its importance. I think she grabs right. it because it's sharp. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, I can use a, my string to make a bow. You know, maybe Hermes can make a couple of copies of it. <laughs> you know, this will, this will be beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, so of, the, of those people travel running in i think speedwagon dies first unfortunately mm. he really doesn't have a lot of um you know a lot of skills without his razor hat or his hammer because <laughs> um, i've I... so if, if jonathan speedwagon mista johnny and gyro all get there about the same time jonathan is going to be like well i don't think johnny johnny probably starts crawling away <laughs> so i think Jonathan is like double fighting Misa and Gyro at the same time. Mm -hmm. No, it's probably Misa, Gyro, and Caesar. Because I think Joseph is yeah. sneaking behind to grab some stuff. And I think I think Joseph ends up killing Speedwagon. Joseph ends up killing Speedwagon? Yeah, for sure. 
Uncle Speedwagon. Yeah, because, you know, oh, no. Speedwagon's got Jonathan's back. Joseph's sneaking behind his back. He probably's yelling, like, Joseph-san! And then, like, he gets killed by um, Joseph throwing his own razor hat at him. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad ending. Yeah, with, with no dignity for Joseph there. But, you know, it's our favorite trickster boy, so... Um, and I think, I don't know if Caesar, does Caesar make it out of that? I think he probably does. I don't know if Mista makes it out of that. I can see Caesar making it out more than I can see Mista making it so out. So if Mista is in between Jonathan and Caesar having a ham on fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I know Mista isn't getting out of there. At least not without a gun. I think Mista probably slides out and then Gyro, hmm. I think then he and Gyro probably end up like facing it off or at least like Gyro is smart enough to realize like, I don't want to get in front of this big guy. <laughs> like a big guy looks angry. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of going a roundabout way. Joseph grabs his loot first, runs out. Caesar was going toe to toe with Jonathan. And then I think if Joseph's running for it, then I think Caesar probably backs off. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Misa and Gyro get to the guns at the same time. <laughs> so it's it's a good old standoff. Yeah. Does Gyro let him go? Because Gyro has all the all the power at that moment. Because I'm sure he grabs the steel ball first. They get to the guns at the same time. Nobody wanted the steel balls because nobody really... I think Gyro's smart enough to have not shown that skill during the training. Mm-hmm. So he's got steel ball. Misa's like painfully close to the gun the pistols are like trying to lift it up quietly <laughs> although the pistols can not sure they got this well the pistols can fire the bullets themselves though right uh, yes they can at least as far as i know i think they can just kick it right through the chamber yeah i think so i think that's how that happens right like they're staring each other off the pistols sneak over and fire the gun while it's there it distracts gyro misa grabs the gun and, and runs for it uh, except then Gyro throws the steel ball immediately, hits Mista in the back, and that's pretty much the end of that, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it would be the end of that. So Mista dies early in the round two, very tragically, uh, and Jorno is upset. Jorno got distracted with Jolene grabbing the arrow and was like, I gotta follow her, but wait, what about Mista? And then he blames himself for his death because he should have been protecting his bud. All of our JoJo's gay lovers are just dying off so quickly. I know, it's, it's tragic. So now you have um, Gyro and Bloodlusted uh, Jonathan <laughs> are the only <laughs> that's, people. That's not something I never thought. Of, I never thought. Of yeah, you. well, they're the only people left at the cornucopia, right? Because Joseph and Caesar are out of there. Um, gosh, no, I don't think Jonathan's bloodlusted. I think he's sad. Yeah, I think he'd be more sad than bloodlusted. I think he was probably. He's probably holding Speedwagon's body, going like, "We have to find a way to." undo this horrible game we must convince everyone to stand up for it and then gyro mercilessly kills him because because it's gyro gyro. i mean gyro's not evil but he will do what it takes to get this through and and if he's fighting for you know food and things for his district he will do what it what he has to do i mean he will be shedding a tear as he's killing jonathan but he'll still do it yeah I, i can see that so now that leaves um, Gyro in control of the cornucopia, which is interesting. I think uh, Gyro and <clears throat> so Gyro and Johnny are now in control of the cornucopia, which means that they have the most supplies 
and the most options. Um, and this is a typical ish- issue with the Hunger Games people too. Is like if you gain control of the cornucopia, do you then stay there and try to keep all the supplies because it's way too much to carry somewhere? Um, or do you try to take what you can and get out of there and it, just be okay with the fact that other people are going to have to raid it? Because some people will wait for the initial bloodshed to be over and then sneak back and try to get more stuff out of it later. Mm-hmm. So hmm. let's check in with our other people. Um, Kakuin, strategic master that he is, um, is is definitely on this team of like, we fall back to the edge of the forest and we watch it play out. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, probably use Hierophant Green to scope the scope the scene. I think he has Hierophant Green in a in a very long net around him, so they don't get ambushed. Mm. And Jotaro is using Star Platinum to watch everybody's fighting style very closely, with his super Star Platinum eyes. Yeah, uh, Jolene and Hermes uh, are booking it as fast as they can through the woods, <laughs> 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 like both terrified. Like this sucks. I hate it. Let's just get as far away as we can. <laughs> Uh, we've got our our arrow. We gotta figure out how we're gonna eat. Um, mm-hmm. What is Giorno doing? Is he following Jolene because he wants the arrow? I think so. I, yeah, yeah, I think I can see that. He's probably extremely menacing as he does so too. Not because he's trying to be menacing. It's because Giorno just walking towards you can be intimidating. Yeah. So now we have Josuke and Koichi. Um, Koichi could be on Kakuin's level if he weren't so darn nervous. <clears throat> or at least I think he has Kakuin-like tendencies. Um, so I think he could be a good stri- strategist. I think um, Rohan can get that out of him, you know, through training. And of course, Koichi has mm-hmm. a lot of versatility with three different stand abilities. So, yeah. so I think yeah. they are definitely on the, like, we get out of here and we find our own little defensible position as soon as possible train. Oh no, they need food though. Something about wearing green just gives you like a long range stand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is, this is how I think it plays out. Um, so as Johnny and Gyro are kind of settling in and the initial dust has settled, you definitely have Koichi using um, act two to cause, you know, sound distractions that get Johnny and Gyro looking the wrong way. And then, you know, the two of them go in and get their own levels of food. They don't take any medical supplies because Josuke just don't need it. Yeah. Um, do they get weapons, though? Maybe. I mean, I'd argue that that Josuke might not need a weapon, but Koichi might need one just a little more than he does. Well, I'm thinking in particular because one of the most dangerous weapons that you was in the Hunger Games are landmines. <laughs> oh yeah, those are just around the place, huh? Uh, no, well, they were they were around the place. Um, and what is what, oh, and that's right. They one of the teams very cleverly digs them up and then moves them. I think that's how that goes. Oh. Uh, to to use as like a defense for the cornucopia. So I could see. Josuke going for any of... Well, let's see. There's... Oh, well, let's make this interesting. I think they take the mask. Oh. Are we going to see immortal vampire Koichi? I don't know. I think they take the mask, and I think they take the grenades. Um, Because I think in Josuke's mind, he can reuse a grenade (laughs) as many times as he wants to. He's the only... 
the only guy who can reuse a grenade. Right, because he he th- he pulls the pin, he throws it, it explodes, and then he's still holding the pin, and so it just like comes back together. <laughs> Infinite grenades. <laughs> we saw it in the uh, in the bad company fight, so it worked. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they fight Johnny and Gyro um, initially. I think they they go off to retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Giorno then catches up with Jolene and Hermes and says, "Look, I don't like. Look, here's what my stand can do. I can literally turn, you know, water into wine and uh, you know rocks into apples and you know this tree into <laughs> like a cow that we can kill and eat. Like, uh, just let me be on your team. My my buddy slash boyfriend died." Like, let's team up for now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, important thing in the Hunger Games, uh, usually rules state only one person can survive. So all alliances, even with people from your own district, very tenuous. <laughs> so anybody can just double cross anybody anytime. Yeah, because everybody knows that at some point, even your partner will have to die. And if you two are the last ones living, you'll have to kill one. Mm-hmm. So... um but I think Jolene and Hermes are hungry enough and that they're like, all right, fine. Like we we've got this dumb arrow. <laughs> Our stands aren't gonna be that useful. Like Jolene was thinking about making a spider web to catch a, a squirrel. Um <laughs> you know, but it's like, okay, fine, like feed us, pretty boy. Um, and we'll <laughs> we'll we'll let you hang. Of course, Jarno's full intention is to get the arrow, right? So Yeah. But I don't think he makes a move for it that quickly. He's he's slow. He takes his time with it. And I don't think Jolene lets it out of her grasp for like even a second. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Jotaro and Kakuin, I think they gotta make a move here. So I think Joseph and Caesar have all their stuff, right? But it yes. it being Joseph, I think it's a grab bag of random crap. Um I think there's ropes and strings, <laughs> he's got the clackers. Um you know, he found a cool scarf. <laughs> um, you know, the typical, like, he bought canned food, but he didn't bring the can opener. <laughs> you know, Caesar's just aggravated to all, no end about, you know, why didn't you do the distraction? I should have gotten the, the gear, you idiot. <laughs> um, and then I think um, Jotaro and Kakuin attack. Um, I think Kakuin has rightly decided that they are the dumbest weakest but they also got a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. um, i think there would have been no shortage of joseph and and caesar showing off their ham on abilities during the training sessions <laughs> of course of course they gotta be flashy yeah and i think kakuin being long range um is the kind of the perfect counter <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I look, they can't even see his stance. Uh, well, everybody, even if they could, like everybody gives uh, uh, Hierophant green crap, right? But the Emerald Splash is really nothing to mess with, especially if it's coming at you from all directions, and your Hamon can't really do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Like Hamon block it? Okay, cool. Now what? <laughs> you know, Hamon for for all of its great purposes is essentially close range, mm-hmm. um, and I, so I think. Kakuin softens them up with an endless barrage of Emerald Splash, and then Jotaro just, like, walks in and finishes it. Ooh. You know, I, I think at some point Caesar gets... <clears throat> I think Joseph is smart enough to keep his cool and try to figure out how to get it, get it out of it, but I think Caesar loses his temper 
and just goes, I'm going to, I'm going to find that, that Bastardo and runs straight into the woods. And then it's just like, Ora, boom, probably donuts him. <laughs> you see a Caesar just flying across the air until he falls. He like hits the side of like a hill and a big rock just so happens to fall <laughs> right on top of him. And well, just no matter what it is, there has to be the rock. And while Joseph's going, um, Jotaro starts striding in confidently, and it's just like, yare, yare. You know, what an loud and annoying man. Joseph tries to pull off some, like, secret move. Like, he put down a bit of thread that Jotaro accidentally stepped on and shocks him with some ham on, um, but does not understand Star Platinum. Star Platinum, like, picks up a pebble and, like, throws it into his head at a thousand miles an hour. Oh. Um, Joseph, <laughs> GG, the old man is dead before he ever became the old man. I always forget just how Star Platinum can function as a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Like, it's common knowledge. C- Crazy Diamond uh, also, you know, tracking missile. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, often what's forgotten about, when I, I usually forget about it. I only really remembered it when we when I was playing uh, Eyes of Heaven is that Josuke used his own blood as a blade, as like a compressed blade. Yeah. To slice that which... that that air bubble apart, which is like, that's scary. <laughs> it's metal. That that's just so scary. Um speaking <laughs> speaking of, of Crazy Diamond, it's it's I think it's the first night uh Josuke and Koichi have gotten uh some good some good food out of that situation um you know they're cooking a meal koichi's starting to feel okay about the situation like he was super nervous and scared um and now it just feels like a fun camping trip with his buddy and so we have like that nice scene of like oh you know it's gonna be all right we're gonna make it through this buddy i promise um jotaro and kakuin pick through the the litter of uh district two Johnny and Gyro are trying to figure out how to make their position more defensible. You know, they, they're moving uh, things around. They're burning supplies they don't need. Um, who's playing with the stone mask at night? Josuke or Koichi? I think, um, I think Ko- I, I, I'd like to think that Koichi's the kind of person who'd want to, like, investigate it. But I think Josuke's the one who's a lot more uh, lenient with it. Yeah, well, I think... Like, he's probably... I think it definitely oh. bothers Koichi. Like, why is this here? <laughs> <laughs> and why does it look like it's staring at me? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think Koichi's the one that's, like, fiddling with it, trying to figure it out. But it does need blood to activate, and nobody's gotten hurt yet. So I don't think the stone mask is in play yet. Um, and I think before they go to sleep, uh, Hermes has a conversation with Jorno. Like, I don't know what you're up to, but I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, next day. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Johnny and... Who's the first to wait? Johnny and Gyro. Uh, they have to make a decision. Are they going to stay at the cornucopia or are they going to go hunting? Huh. I think that Gyro is the kind of person who'd probably want to go hunting. Yeah. I don't think either of them likes to stay still for that long. So it's like, even though ironically they, they have the best position, I think they're going to give it up. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they how do they go looking for others? You know, of the of the teams, I think he they're the best equipped to figure that out, right? Living out on the trails, looking for smoke. Everybody probably built a fire. Actually, Gyro probably already knows where everybody is based on the fire, right? 
Yeah. Um, and so he probably wakes up. They probably wake up early to go try to catch him off guard at like three or four in the morning. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about uh, Gyro like dragging Johnny like up that like early, <laughs> and whether he just decides to give him like a piggyback or not. Well, they have that that mecha wheelchair now, right? Yeah, yeah. Now they have the mecha wheelchair. <laughs> Uh, the one designed in Germany. <laughs> Does Johnny use it? He uses it. He probably uses it. He totally, he totally uses it. Uh, but it's probably not very quiet. Oh no, that thing sounds like a, like a mini tank. Oh, it's got yeah. like treads and everything. Yeah, you're right. Shoot. So you're right. I think Gyro is piggybacking Johnny because <laughs> they gotta stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And which of the three is probably the closest? Probably. Hmm. I would I would have to say probably Jotaro and Kakyoin are the closest mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I yeah, I can get behind that. Jotaro and Kakyoin being the closest uh team. They did dream together after all. No, I, <laughs> I meant not to each other, but like to where the cornucopia was. <laughs> Um, I think, well, because I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, we know Hermes and, and Jolene ran very far, right? So they're going to be the furthest point. So I'm trying to figure out if Josuke and Koichi, like, who felt more comfortable being closer? And I think if Jotaro and Kakuin took over Joseph and Caesar's camp, I don't think they put a lot of distance. And I think right, right. Kakuin probably wants to stay closer to the cornucopia so they can get more stuff. So Gyro and Johnny are <laughs> sneaking up on Jotaro and Kakuin. Um, does that work? I I feel like uh, Hierophant Green or Star Platinum. They're very vigilant stands. Yeah, because Kakuin definitely said we're we're doing we're sleeping in in shifts. We're not both sleeping at the same time. Mm-hmm. So either one of them is going to catch a sneaking approach either way. But how they handle it is I... probably pretty different. So it's like four in the morning. So someone went to sleep first and then took the later. I think Jotaro said to Kakuin, sleep first, you get the second watch. Mm-hmm. So I think Kakuin is the one awake. Okay, so Kakuin is the one awake. He's the one keeping the eye out, staying vigilant. Yeah. And again, I think Hierophant Green is stretched in like a crossweb. Yeah, because he's got to make sure that there can't be anybody sneaking up on any sides. Right. And so Gyro obviously is going to trip this thing because... I don't know. He's not He's not expecting a stretched out snake stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Splash fires. They probably get hit with the first one, right? Yeah. Um, and then he can use the steel balls to recon, right? Like to get information so? about what's ahead. I think he did that. Did he? Maybe I got to brush up on my part seven. I, I just don't remember anything like that. Doesn't he? He throws the ball when they're fighting road again, right? He throws the ball into the house to try to figure out where he is. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. My, my memory's coming back a little bit now. Like, as long as the ball I can think... come back to him, I think he can, like, get information about the area. Because, you know, the spin is more overpowered than literally, I think, any other power in, in the series. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing it can't do. It's Hamon Plus. Yeah. So I think Kakuin isn't expecting the spin because, again, Gyro kept it secret. And so the ball rolls through. He doesn't really even notice it. Or if he does, he doesn't know what the heck it is. Um, mm-hmm. 
Steel Ball comes back. He's like, okay, sleeping guy, uh, not sleeping guy. Of course, Jotaro is going to be awake in a moment. Um, what are they going to do with all of that stuff? Well, they probably just try to shoot him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the simplest thing to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then they start blasting. <laughs> um, unaware that, of course, Star Platinum will literally catch bullets in his teeth and spit them back out. <laughs> uh, that, of course, gives uh, Gyro something to think about. So he tries a, a standard, um, you know, shoot with a gun while the steel ball comes up from behind you trap maneuver that probably hits Jotaro but not not enough to take him out and then if Johnny has up to act three I mean he could use act two right he could act two is kind of a pretty decent counter to Hierophant Green actually because please explain well because the little whirlpool moves along the ground right yeah so that means he can get a shot off of Kakuin from any angle without triggering Hierophant Green's stretchiness and as far as we know, Hierophant Green can't see out of like every portion of itself. Yeah. So I think I think that's how that plays out. I think he hits Kakuin with Act Two, um, and then of course as Kakuin dies, he figures out how Act Two works. Um, <laughs> I think he figures <laughs> out the spin actually, and explains to Jotaro. Yes. And- <laughs> Oh, of course, the spin, you know, the spin, the golden rectangle, like he figures it all out as he's dying because that's what Kakuin does. Yes. And and to warn Jotaro, he has Hierophant Green spin his corpse around. Yeah. <laughs> spin his corpse around and then land like, uh, you know, the blood droplets in the Fibonacci sequence. Um, <laughs> he's posed in like the perfect... Uh, um, you know, uh, the the golden spiral renaissance painting. And then there's like six panels of Jotaro mm-hmm. explaining that because he learned it once in, in high school. Uh, the one of the few times he was paying attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly he gains a master knowledge of the spin. And suddenly Star Platinum <laughs> oh, no. is evolved into Star Platinum Act 2. Oh no, Star Platinum with spin powers. Oh no, yeah, that's what happens. Because the ball, the seal ball comes, Star Platinum grabs it and then throws it at like Mach 3, but with the spin active. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the Iggy oh. windup, but you know, with a ball instead of Iggy. Yes. Um, and that spin it like generates a massive tornado. I don't think it kills either Gyro or Johnny, but it scares the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Jotaro is definitely like on bloodlust mode. He's like, "All right, new power. My stand physically the strongest. I'm just gonna I'm gonna end this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jotaro is on rampage mode. Yeah, and I think Johnny and Gyro are literally running for their lives. Um, <laughs> Uh, you mean Gyro's running for his life? I think Gyro's running, and I think Johnny's using Act 3 to, like, teleport as quickly as possible. <laughs> I think he's using the maneuver where he, like, skates on the ground with his fingers. Yeah, like, he's doing anything he can. Actually, you know what? I think this is this is a probably a good point. I think he... I think Jotaro can catch up to Johnny, no matter how many tricks he pulls. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's shooting with Act 2, different angles, he's zipping in holes in Act 3, but I think I think Jotaro is just too fast. Um, and he will eventually just like grab him and just like aura him to death. Say something pithy like, now nah, your arms and legs don't work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't run away at first, but now you really can't. And that's all. 
Uh, or like, <laughs> I don't know, you can't run away from hell or something like that. But who knows? Yeah, like, uh, you know, escort, escort cockyoing down to hell or uh, try to put a positive spin on this one. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. He doesn't have Avdol or Josuke to make him say something cool for him. So, you know, the one liner is only going to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Josuke, um, <laughs> I think... Uh, these two goofballs are definitely on like the the survival route too. I think they hear the crazy tornado spin battle um, and are hoping that you know Gyro and Jotaro will basically kill each other. Um, and back at the other camp, Jorno uh, goes for the arrow. I think finally. Mm-hmm. How does he go for it? Does he try to snake them? I think he tries to snake them, right? Yeah, definitely. So he tries to snake them. I think Hermes gets bitten, but Jolene turns to string. God. Like, she just, like, disperses, like, falls apart like a doll? Or... I think, like, her arm, you know, turns into a tangle, right, as the snake's going for it, and it just, like, misses. Mm-hmm. But, gosh, Stone Free versus Gold Experience. I think Gold Experience is still stronger, like, in a one-on-one stand <laughs> fight. I mean, there's, there's not much it can't do. Well, Gold Experience, I think, is physically... Like, if Gold Experience and Star Platinum went, like, into an Aura Muda fight, I don't think Gold Experience could even take one punch. Yeah, Gold, Gold Experience is a little uh, a little skinny, I'd say. He probably wouldn't be able to last a few auras. Yeah, and I mean, when, he, when he's killing uh, uh, Giacchio, you know, kicking him until he, he spikes through, I mean, Star Platinum could have done that one hit. <laughs> right? It's just ice, but, you know... <laughs> Jorno and Muda 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 No, no, no. It's just one aura. That's it. <laughs> but I don't think Stone mm-hmm. Free is really like versatile enough to get around gold experience. Cause like every time she tries to get string up, like another tree is just gonna pop up in between, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like tangle it up. So I think Hermes is now uh, I think Jolene is is being very evasive and Jorno can't quite land the hit. But she doesn't really know how to get out of the situation. Hermes, um, in the meantime, is poisoned, but I think is determined to take him out. So what does she do? Does she like double, like, uh, does she like double the arm with the poison so like she can like divert some of it or like? Uh... Hmm. I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure that out. Because doesn't that double the poison? I think it actually might double the poison. Yeah. But if she did that to her, and then this is something I've never really understood about her power. Because when the they when she peels the sticker off. Right? The replica collapses mm-hmm. together, but is damaged, correct? Yeah, they smack together. Um, it's sort of like a precursor to Funny Valentine. Yeah, but less destructive when the two things touch. So, like, if she doubles her arm and then peels off the sticker, doesn't, like, her arm get injured when it comes back together? I think it does. Because that was never... Even though that's a technique used in... Eyes of Heaven, I don't think she ever did that in part six. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm trying to remember a time where she'd done that. I think she doubled her head or somebody else's head at some point. And, like, the smack hurt, but it didn't kill them. Well, I just keep remembering when she had Romeo's tongue and she was going to, like, ruin his mouth by releasing the, the sticker and then deciding, ah, mm-hmm. wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> but maybe that was distance too because I mean she was pretty far away with that tongue yeah 
Well, I don't know. Again, merciful. Best girl. <laughs> uh, that episode's done. Um, Jeez. Okay. I don't know. I think maybe she just... Uh, what could she double? Uh, okay. I think I know how it works. Um, because mm-hmm. they don't know the arrow is important still, Jolene drops it while, like... Uh, you know, Jorno has got her all tangled up in some trees. She's like 10 feet above the ground. He raises his own tree to stand up, try to grab the arrow. She drops it to the ground. Hermes is there. there. She doubles the arrow, throws Ooh. one back up to Jolene, and they both stab Jorno like front and back, right? <laughs> Not knowing that <laughs> this is just going to give him a massive power up. Yeah. But does it? Because he's supposed to stab his stand. Oh, he probably puts the stand out, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets Gold. I think they leave him for dead, right? Um, but then Gold experienced double Requiem. <laughs> double Requiem. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> God, what what does double Requiem even do? It can it can revert all stuff back to zero, and what it can revert it can make things go to a hundred. Hmm. 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 Ah. Double Requiem is, is complicated. We haven't seen anything like that yet. Yeah, I don't... So I'm just going to call it <laughs> a gold experience over heaven. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. It's probably got a time component, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Most definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. He can create time. <clears throat> oh, oh, that's actually pretty good. Creating time. He... Could you imagine yes. that? That's actually really interesting. Because you imagine if he had the ability to create 10 extra seconds. So, like, Diavolo tries to skip 10 seconds, but then Giorno just makes 10 more. <laughs> the perfect counter. Okay, yeah. So, Gold Experience Double Requiem now can create 10 seconds of extra time. Don't ask how it works. It just does. <laughs> it just works. Um, but they leave him for dead. Hermes dies from the poison. Sorry. Jolene has no way to to help help that. There's just no way. I'm not gonna talk about rock human biology. So don't don't. We're not doing that episode yet. Um, <laughs> so then Jolene goes off to try to like you know solve this problem. You know how is she gonna survive? Meanwhile, um, Jotaro and Star Platinum Act Two are still still rampaging after Johnny or after Gyro. <laughs> uh, Gyro, I think, is heading back to the cornucopia to try to come up with some sort of stupid plan. Um, you know, he's probably moved the landmines or something. He's going to try to spin them at him. Of course, Star Platinum is just like ridiculously overpowered. Blow up, blow up, blow up. You know, Jotaro's getting hurt, but he's just like, I don't care. You're, like, you're going down, punk. Um, and I think he probably just ends up catching Gyro and killing him. Like, there's only so much Gyro can do if uh, Jotaro has learned the spin. Yeah. If Jotaro wants someone dead, there's not many people who can stop that. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Jolene has accidentally come upon Josuke and Koichi, who are like, I don't know, doing something stupid. I think uh, they're looking at a turtle <laughs> in the pond. Um, jo- Just touch it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. We're trying to get him over his fear. <laughs> Jolene lashes out, accidentally cuts Koichi. Uh, Koichi's blood hits the stone mask. We see the thing, stabby motion. Um, Koichi thinks mm-hmm. like like uh, Dio did. Wow, that's a trap. It's that's there to kill you. Um, Josuke like puts the hurt on Jolene with with uh, crazy diamond. Hmm. But I think Jolene correctly 
figures out that even though like he healed Koichi immediately, that she's been stabbing at Josuke too, and he can't heal himself. And so she's like, I put a string, you know, through your veins and now it's going to like go up to your artery and cut it and you're going to bleed to death inside your yourself. Sounds promptly Jojo. Yeah. And I think uh, Koichi in uh, Koichi doesn't really want to kill anybody, but I think he thinks the mask can do it for him with, with little effort. So he act threes her right mm-hmm. to the ground, puts the mask on her and then bleeds on it. Like, all right, this will kill you hopefully humanely. And I won't have to feel bad about it. And of course, accidentally transforms Jolene into a vampire. Now, is it daytime? Hmm. Just so that it's not stupid boring, I think it's, she's at least in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so she comes up, like, all of a sudden, now she got vampire power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josuke tries to undo that. Does not work. <laughs> <laughs> Does not work. Healing powers do not work on vampires. No. Um. But I think... Gosh, I don't know. Is, is a... Vampire Jolene still enough to take on Act Three, Echoes Act Three, and Crazy Diamond? I don't think so. Just depends if she wants to use her zappy eyes. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. So Koichi just Act Threes her again, but then she does the eye thing, kills Koichi. <laughs> Except Josuke's right there, so he heals him, <laughs> <laughs> and then she does it to him while he's distracted trying to fix koichi mm-hmm. yeah and then she lunges over and feeds on josuke while koichi's like freaking out oh god poor josuke i thought he was gonna win this thing man uh, i don't think he would have won against double requiem what does koichi do at that point does he just run i think koichi would try to retreat okay yeah so while jolene is enjoying the uh, blood of her great uncle um Koichi books it. <laughs> Jolene doesn't care because she figures whatever I can I can handle that later. Oh, I do think she tries to, to like lunge after him, and I do think like she sticks her hand into the sun and then that her hand like burns off. Ooh. And then she's like, oh crap, like vampire. I get it. And then the rest of the time she just has a string hand. Mm-hmm. So she now so- okay, that's what makes sense. So she can't go after Koichi because now she's vampire. So she's gotta wait for night. Um, in the meantime, yes. Giorno is busy healing himself with handfuls of pebbles. <laughs> and uh, Jotaro sits gloomily at the cornucopia, a king of of a domain that he does not want, uh, trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. He just figures he'll kill everybody uh, when the day comes or when everybody comes by. Meanwhile, Koichi uh, probably stumbles over to the cornucopia because he doesn't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. Does Jotaro then immediately realize how reliable he is? I think Jotaro immediately feels a fatherly bond towards Koichi upon seeing him for the first time. <laughs> it's just like instantaneous, like, hmm, you kid, you're wearing green. Uh, my um, friend wore green. Uh. <laughs> I think I think it's that he has to wear green and he has to hit him in the crotch, but I, I'll, 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 take, I'll take the just wearing green thing. He just likes green characters. Yeah, you know, I think I could see Koichi running up and seeing Jotaro and then just starting to cry, like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And Jotaro's like, ugh, you know, I'll kill you later. But, you know, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to kill you right now. I'll show some mercy. You know, I've done enough killing for the day. So then uh, Koichi 
cowers at the cornucopia, wondering if when Jotaro is going to kill him and if he has the guts to try to kill Jotaro. I think he's he's scared because his one time he tried to kill Jolene, it backfired. Now Josuke is dead, so I think he's a little traumatized. Oh, it backfired heavily. Yeah. Uh, so it's nighttime now, though. So um, Vampire Jolene, Double Requiem, Jorno, uh, and uh, Jotaro with Star Platinum Act 2 are um, on a collision course. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest fanfic ever written, by the way. Um, oh, yes. God, okay. So who wins this battle? I think Jolene gets taken out pretty early. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I like Jolene. I, th- I think... But Stonefree sucks. I, I think Jorno infuses her with life so much that the vampire just can't handle it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she just kind of bursts into a cloud of dust. Yeah. So now it's just Gold Experience Double Requiem versus Star Platinum Act 2. Ugh. I don't know. So he has the ability now to reset the zero... Create life and add ten seconds of time. Except Jotaro also can use the spin and an exceptional level of the spin multiplied by Star Platinum's physical force. So this is the fight for the ages. And I think you know the first few times that Jorno messes with time kind of awakens Jotaro's time stop ability. (laughs) Okay, so he has the spin, just regular Star Platinum and Star Platinum the world. I think to make it an even fight, I think that makes it more interesting. Because mm-hmm. does it matter? You can stop time for two seconds if you can add ten. I guess not. But I just wonder how that would be. Like, when he can he add time within the time stop? Or does he just add all the time that he lost in the time stop? Hmm. I don't know. This is like that question we got about what happens if everyone tries to use their time abilities at the same time. <laughs> huh. Creating time versus stopping time. I'm going to go off of when I press the play button and the pause button at the same time. It usually just continues playing. Well, how does adding time work? So, like, let's say you had two minutes to do something, and now you have two minutes and ten seconds to do something. Oh, I think that he just, like, essentially uh, makes it so that time doesn't really pass by, right? Like, um, how do I put it? Like, time is still flowing, but it'll never reach a point that where it's past what it is. Ah, for 10 seconds. Yes. Right. So it's, it's like a time stop, but everybody can move. I think so. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And it actually fits in with gold experience Requiem's abilities. Cause it's like, you're never reaching that one point. You're never reaching this time. Cause we're going to keep looping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. You're like on a time loop for 10 seconds. Like that one second keeps mm-hmm. replaying over and over, but you could do different things in that second. But interesting. Wow, we did it. I we, we discovered what Double Requiem does. Wow. Okay. If part nine has the ability to add time, <laughs> I'm a sue. I'm suing. <laughs> now, I'd get on my knees and I'd, I'd, I'd thank God that any work of mine has been acknowledged by the God Emperor. <laughs> now I want my money. Um, uh, this episode's <laughs> getting long, so let's finish this off. I think even with... I think Gold Experience Double Requiem wins. Cause he, I can see Even that, with yeah. the ability to use the spin, he, he's just going to turn whatever Jotaro is spinning into, like, I don't know, a pile of butterflies or something. <laughs> Although, the spin is based on nature, and so 
would creating objects into more natural forms just give more power to his spin? Could Jotaro accidentally activate the infinite spin? Huh. Maybe when he's, like, stuck within that time loop, he can kind of, like, realize it and, like, oh. I guess just amplify the spin because he's getting all this time to redo it. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. So he brings up so so many natural objects in front of him to give him the reference point. He's literally in a one-second loop of time, infinite, and, yeah, that's how it ends. Jotaro pulls it off. He accidentally pulls open or figures out the infinite spin while sitting there going into Star Platinum Act 4. <laughs> Just skips right over 3. <laughs> um, and then infinite spins Jarno until he's dead. Poor guy. Yeah, he just gets I dissolved. Yeah. So that leaves uh, Jotaro and Koichi. Does Jotaro like, somehow find a way to mercy kill Koichi by like doing the spin? I don't know. What kind of a person... Does he do that or does he just kill himself? That's the thing I wonder. Huh. Oh my god. Huh. Because does Jotaro just be like, look, you, you're a good person, you know? Like, and I am not. I am broken and violent and... What is his... And I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> and I, if I don't like a meal, I don't pay for it. And... <laughs> <laughs> I get into fights and I... If I don't like how I won... <laughs> I'm dying. And if I was it? Oh, I didn't like how a teacher talked to me, so he never came back. You know, I Jotaro Kudro am a delinquent or whatever. So, yeah, you Koichi are a dependable guy, and I'm really glad I met you. Boom, and he like steps on a landmine on purpose or something. So it's official. Koichi wins the Hunger Games. Yeah, for being best boy. For being such a reliable guy. Whoa, Koichi won off the backs of other people. No dignity. Ugh. So real quick, alternate version of this. Uh, Okuyasu, instead of Koichi, during the initial phase of the cornucopia, he goes, Oi, Josuke, watch this! Uh, hands, like, swipes the hand at all the stuff, trying to erase it to make it, like, meaningless. Accidentally sets off the explosives, kills everybody there, except him and Josuke. <laughs> he goes, whoops. Okuyasu also wins the hunger <laughs> I like this. I like this a whole lot. <laughs> is my part four bias showing? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I, I think it is, especially. Oh, that, that was a doozy. That, that was a long one. That, that took a while. But you know what? Thanks uh, for that topic. And uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening to me figure it out here on air. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, God. Thank you, Shadow Song, if you've listened to this whole thing, slash Tiger. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, meme, meme of the week? Meme of the week. Meme of the week! Alright, so this week's meme comes from Jojo Mental Memes on Instagram. That's Jojo Mental Memes, all one word. And it shows Yusaho uh, hitting... I, I forget this guy's name in part 8. He's the guy that has no limbs. He's the quadruped. Like, he's also, like, a zombie, and his stand is Blue Hawaii. She's bonking him on the head with a large metal pole, and she says, go to horny jail. <laughs> and I like it because Yusaho also happened to win my version of the Hunger Games. That's true. Yes, so I imagine that's just what she did to everybody else there. 
Uh, well, this uh, this meme is it puts a lighthearted spin on on current times. This is being recorded on July twenty eighth, twenty twenty. For those of you five years in the future who are just getting to this episode, um, it's uh, it's my favorite Josuke Drake meme. Um, you know, it's got it's the Drake meme, but somebody drew this really cute Josuke that I love. Um, and of course, you know, the Drake meme being, no, nah, I don't want it. And in the lower panel, like, yeah, I definitely want that. So, uh, have, doesn't want having a bizarre summer because of COVID-19 do want realizing that having a bizarre summer is a Jojo reference. <laughs> uh, also uh, having a virus that causes you to struggle to breathe and have a fever is also a Jojo reference. <laughs> oh no. I'm just saying, we we gotta find the joy where we can, people. Yeah, I'm asthmatic, so I don't think I'd uh, survive and get a stand. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I hope uh, I hope when you're listening from in in 2025, um, you know that uh, this is just a meme. But you know, if we are now living in the underground bunkers, um, you know, I hope I see you there. Yes, and also death. Uh, death to surface dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want more of us, we're on social. Um, Twitter is no dignity pod. Instagram is no underscore dignity underscore podcast. Thanks to all of you guys who have been uh, shouting us out or just leaving us messages about liking the show. It's been a lot of new followers on social media lately, and it's it's really cool. You know, we're starting to pick up some steam here. So thanks for doing that. You can also send us an email, no dignity podcast at gmail.com to submit your topics like this one that we did today. Or you can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash no dignity. Oh, and uh, if you want some of me, um, you can find me on Instagram at asquidv, uh, YouTube at asquidtv, and Twitter at asquidtv. Even though I, I, I've been working on the big one, but. I, I don't think <laughs> I just gotta get to it really oh, you gotta man. kick it into overdrive come she's making overdrive reference right coming now through, coming through coming through coming through now coming through coming through oh coming through now god no dignity to be continued <laughs>